0: And we uh <clears throat> we see we see the diary for a second too. It says, I feel dead inside. She's writing all the sads, like, yeah. why do I feel like God doesn't want me? I feel all abortion-y, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> and then the doctor and dad and mom are like, funny story, uh, you got like half aborted in your adoption.
1: Yeah. I've always had a phobia of scallops. I don't know, I can't. <laughs> <eat them before. laughs> All oh, my clothes are in a pile. I can't use a clue. It's just like Jesus Christ, you guys.
2: God awful movie. 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 movie.
3: Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we want the nuclear apocalypse to come as a relief. I'm your host, Noah Lusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know what TV show's coming back? What's that? Murphy Brown.
0: What? Murphy Brown is coming back on TV. I'm very excited. <laughs> All
3: right. To say that. All right. Starting off with good news yeah, for a change. Right? I love it. Awesome. Now, unfortunately, Eli will be unable to join us today, but we were able to secure a phenomenal guest masochist in his stead. Meg Griffiths-Anderson is one of New York's funniest improv comics, and more importantly for our purposes, a glutton for punishment, apparently. Meg, welcome back. Thank you, guys.
1: You can call me shmeelice Sanderson. Yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Shmeelice. Hello.
3: I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks for so, having me. Yeah. If, 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 if I ever feel like you just need to make more pedophile jokes or something like that, I'll cue you with the shmeel. Talk about bit.
0: murdering yourself. Pedophiles. Yeah, right. Right. All of those all <laughs> of
3: those various things that Poor people will people miss. Poor people are horrible. Without- <laughs> just get some of oh, out of absolutely. the way now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So tell us, Heath, uh, what will we be breaking down today? All
0: right. We watched October Baby. It's a pro-life propaganda movie. That doesn't realize it's actually about what happens when you defund Planned Parenthood. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Idiots. Right.
0: Fuck you.
3: You guys will understand what we mean soon. Oh, yeah, no kidding. And Meg, how bad was this movie?
1: Okay, if you guys like Judy Bloom's Hey God, Are You There? It's Me, Margaret, but wish it were filmed in the style of single white female, this is the movie for you. <laughs> I kept being like, "This is a horror movie," but it's a horror movie that will convert everyone into fierce pro-choice advocates. At the end of
3: this. Yeah, exactly. no shit. Okay, Shmily, she is all right. Thank you. So now, where would you rank this in terms of like the other terrible shit that we've asked you to watch before?
1: The oh god, what the hell was the other one that you asked me to watch? This let's see. This one was very sneaky. There were both. I I don't even. I have blocked out and disassociated you guys from my memory, so I don't remember I get it. what it was. But I know there's a weird gladiator opening shot of this, and I feel like it was in the other one. This one is... <laughs> what she's going do? To- we'll get to that. This one feels... Uh, subtly worse uh, because of the very specific agenda that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is one scene, the the amazing scene where, where the nurse is describing uh, the, what has <laughs> happened. And that, oh I had to put my <laughs> phone down and I was like, that's worse. I don't know. How do you rank that? <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. deeper level <laughs> of Dante's Inferno, I guess. I don't know.
3: That was one of the worst scenes we've ever seen. I think that was Please pretty shit. rough. We'll get to that one right before the B. Also, segment. might be my favorite scene. Just saying. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> mine too for <laughs> a lot of reasons. Yeah. All right. So uh, now we usually start off here with the uh, with the best worst with Eli going. I'm going to start us off this week. I'm going to say this movie had the best worst sexual tension of any movie <laughs> we've ever watched. Now, yes. th- there's a lot of times like we we'll watch a, a movie where the sexual tension is like between the two. Sp- Base Angels or something like that where it's probably a little worse at least for the Christian perspective <laughs> but in terms of intentional sexual tension this movie is ridiculous right we're like we're, we're, the whole thing is supposed to be about this girl and this boy and they're in love and they don't want to admit it because something stands in their way we have no idea what the hell it is ever but then they just keep putting them in increasingly hey we should fuck situations it's the Lord standing yeah, in t- there oh eye. that must be yeah, yeah right right exactly My it's assumption- Jesus
1: By that is you mean best worst sexual ascension amongst the daughter and her father. Oh my (laughs) God, there was so much it was insane I was like if you watch this on mute this is an ancestral propaganda
3: <laughs> and even if you have the sound on it's not exactly not that right it was i mean
1: all there by the end she stops <laughs> com- literally the daughter stops looking and communicating with the mother even though it's a two-shot with the mom and the dad <laughs> yes. she's only communicating with the father it is creepy
3: <laughs> yeah, the, the hollowed out mom is a is a theme that I'm gonna probably <laughs> yes. return to in this mm. film. Um, now, Meg, did you have any best worsts?
1: Yes, I would say this is the film that um has the best worst of uh, medical care. Um <laughs> she has at some point an epileptic seizure that's cured with an asthma inhaler. Yes! <laughs> Um, Yeah, which is amazing because I actually, I have epilepsy and asthma and I was like, oh my God, was I a botched abortion? Like, what's happening in this movie? I think it might be that that's actually what my, uh, yeah, and the other thing is there's... uh, a medical doctor. He's wearing, a, you know, he he's got little glasses and he's got a white coat. So we're yep. assuming he's a doctor. And he reads her journal, and that becomes her diagnosis. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? this is this is religious medicine. And yeah. I think I think the authors have never been to the doctor. I, they are like, this is what a
4: doctor looks like. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, they they seem to think that that inhaler was just a magic fucking wand or something. It's like a tricorder in Star Trek or something like that. Yeah. Heath, any best worst?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to say best worst, making a movie about abortion that fails the Bechdel test. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. There's two scenes with females talking to each other. Mm-hmm. One scene is about literally the guy they're fighting over yep. and that's it. Yep. And the other it's like five seconds long with a mom and a daughter, but they're talking about how men are affected by abortion. <laughs> that's the conversation. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, there is the scene between uh, Hannah and her birth mom. Um, oh, right. Right.
3: But oh, it's, yeah. A okay. man okay. shows the- up there, but
1: it's interrupted by the, yes. the birth mom's husband,
0: right? And he is very affected by it. Yes, yeah. and, which is important.
3: <laughs> right. And he takes
1: them away. <laughs> well, he almost
3: he, he might right. as well just run in the room, going, "Fuck! We're about to fa- uh, pass the Bechdel test, guys. We're going to pass yeah. it if we don't. Uh, if we're not careful here." Yes.
1: Also, I have to tell you guys, I had to Google Bechdel test. So I didn't know nope. what it was.
3: No worries. I'm sure I had to Google it the first time I brought it up too.
1: But I set Google to talk to me. It's like it's like Siri and Siri is now in the voice of a man, so it mansplained to me what it
0: <laughs> was. That's awesome. Perfect for defining the bectillion. Yeah, test.
3: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as much as I'd love to abort this episode now, I'd probably just show <laughs> yes. up in 19 years to forgive me. So we're just going to take a quick <laughs> break and when we come back, we'll break down all the action that is October baby.
4: Hey guys. Now, I know we usually do skits with wacky characters for our ads, but I just wanted to pop in because a bunch of you have asked online how I'm doing with Beachbody On Demand. And while it's 100% not funny, I am down more than 10 pounds, and more importantly, I feel great. Last time we checked in, I was working with 21 Day Fix, uh, but by the time you hear this, I'll be starting 21 Day Fix Extreme for the first time, so I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Beachbody On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective, world-class workouts, including 21 Day Fix, that's the one that I did last time, P90X, and Insanity, personalized workouts that meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. With step-by-step program guides, workout calendars, comprehensive nutrition plans, an innovative portion control-focused cooking show fixate, and the motivation and support of a growing community, Beachbody On Demand is the total package. And look, I'm by no means a gym rat. I started Beachbody because I wanted to feel better, and all jokes aside... I do. They have beginner workout programs like three-week yoga retreats so you can start getting fitter and feeling better, whatever your level of fitness. Plus, you can stream the workouts on any device. I bring my Apple Watch to the gym, and I'm good to go. So what are you waiting for? This is a brand-new service, but it already has over a million members, and you can claim a free trial membership. God Oval Movies listeners just text awful to 303030 and get full access to this entire platform for free. That's right. Just text awful to 303030 and you'll get access to over 600 workouts and much much more. Beachbody on demand, a product so good, we don't need funny voices to sell it.
3: Hey Mike, have a seat. We uh we need to talk. Yeah, boss. What's up? Uh well, it's about the script. Mhm. Uh what about it? Okay, uh, I'll tell you, I'm just going to open at random. He wakes up suddenly, sitting straight up from a nightmare. He passes a stack of unopened bills, then goes to the fridge to get his leftover Chinese food. <laughs> Classic, yeah, because he's single. Right, okay, uh, here's another one. Um, he's in the bathroom looking in the mirror, but when he closes it all the way, the killer is standing right behind him. He runs out of the car, but it won't start. He tries two more times, but it won't start until the killers almost reach the car. <laughs> he drives off just in time, but there's traffic on the street, so he has to drive down the sidewalk. Suddenly, a fruit stand is in front of him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems going to be awesome. This is literally just a list of cliches. Yep. I mean, I know... Good, good ones. Wait, you you know that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: cliche. It. I just browsed online lists of... Tropes we're sick of and just kind of you know, strung them together. But like, uh, okay, it's be awesome. you
3: you realize that's an impossibly lazy and shitty way to make a movie, right? I
0: do realize that. Yes.
3: Okay. Well, how the hell are we going to get it financed then? Oh, it's an anti-abortion movie. Okay. What if the protagonist
0: has a sassy housekeeper? Nice, nice. And a poor person can open their door but leave the chain latch. Yes, yeah, so it's just, yeah, just a crack. It's just crack. Yeah, open. good one. Right
2: awesome
3: make a lot of money such a stupid fucking movie and we're back and we're gonna start this thing off with b-roll from a commercial about old people cookies (laughs) yeah yeah. a
0: butterfly literally flapping its wings in slow like It might as well be like, this is John Every Butterfly, ready to go. (laughs) Webster's Dictionary defines a slow-mo butterfly as a horribly trite movie opening. And go. So bad.
1: That's just the first of every single cheesy trope that they have in here. (laughs) Think of a trope that's not in here. I can't, you know. Also, this is the opening to the medical drug.
3: That is going to fix you. And this is a horror movie opening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. This is the most generic possible movie opening. Okay. So we get a little girl running through a wheat field, literally. <laughs>
1: Maniator opening. Yeah, right? exactly. Pulling her hands through the wheat as she's about to see the burned village. And she goes on her journey.
0: <laughs> My music note here is I'm literally running through fields of wheat. Yes, the no music number.
3: Oh, the soundtrack was so bad. They were trying to sell us, you know, guitar guy at the party about Jesus the entire fucking movie. So, little girl running through the field, little boy's chasing her. I was expecting Larry Nasser, but what the hell? It's not all that topical. Oh. Oh, no, too oh, soon? 175 years. No, okay.
1: she's, she's perfect in age. It's the perfect age. This yeah. is this porn, you
3: know? She's a little old, if anything. Yeah, right, right. So, and then hand in hand, I, this is what I wrote in, in my notes, hand in hand, a boy and a girl jump off a cliche. <laughs> yeah. They run off the dock
0: holding hands. Yeah, Just, it's like all of a sudden I had the urge to like drink a Pepsi, drink a Bud Light, a Sunny D, <laughs> take a Cialis. It was yeah. all happening at the same time.
1: Yes, and then we get this really creepy in the water, looking up at a little girl shot. That's like Jaws. It's like a predator <laughs> yes. shot. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, there a was a touch. It the- was so weird because there were so many elements of this movie that almost seemed like a real movie. But then there were these other elements where you realize that the cinematographer just has no fucking clue. The writer has no fucking clue. They just because I guess it's an anti-abortion uh, movie, they were able to scrape together a lot of money for it. But, yeah, he has no idea if the, that's a horror movie shot.
1: That's the thing that's so confusing is I actually thought it was really well shot. Like the quality is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like they have some expensive camera. They have some kind of, you know, deep pockets being funded by the far right that's giving them money but like the 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 script is like it's just it's useless it's like they read it out of like a pamphlet than when they were sitting in the abortion (laughs) clinic yes this is what it was right it's
0: a lot like the republican platform well-funded terrible script (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: yes And written in an uh, uh, anti-abortion clinic. So, yeah, okay. So now we cut to these two kids, but they're all grown up now. Right. Um, She's getting ready for her big play, and he comes along to be flirty and cool. Now, he is not her boyfriend. He is her friend from ever since she was a kid that's going out with another girl that will, you know, serve only as the apex to the love triangle.
1: Exactly. I don't understand why he's with this woman his girlfriend's name is Alana of course she's blonde she's no character development except it seems like we don't know why she doesn't like the main character except blondes or cunts that's like the only yeah. reason <laughs> can yeah. figure it out
3: right right like she's she's there it's, it's as though the actress that plays uh, uh Hannah the main character just kept glaring angrily and they're like we're going to need to cast someone for her to be glaring at her that's just going to be weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, okay. And this is also the scene where we meet mom and dad. They're running late for the play. Right. Oh, God. Well, we see the
1: Esmond Haler, right? It's like the ma- oh. she's got the magic wand with yep. her. You know, like Frodo's ring. He's got his... <laughs> it's my, it's my Asmund Haler. Right? <laughs> and then that's when that's when we meet that really creepy redheaded actor.
0: Uh, Truman.
3: Truman. I hate him so goddamn much throughout this movie. Ugh. We'll get there. Uh, he's the fucking worst. He's like, he was the comic relief, but halfway through the movie, they're like, okay, he's not cutting it. Let's bring in a fat guy. Uh,
0: which also didn't Well, that's work. the
1: thing is, I, I think that they do comedy. I can't even call it comedy, but it's not even lightheartedness. It's like they don't have any sense of humor, but they're like, oh, we should definitely... Add in this is where humor is supposed to go. Right,
3: right, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah but right.
1: then they don't deliver it, and so the characters who are trying to be funny literally end up seeing like they're psychotic serial killers. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> yeah. No, you could tell like from time to time. Like, no, I get why you would think comedy right now. Right, but yeah. So we we meet Truman, who is like I can't even explain this character, but he's a character. And then we uh, we, we we cut inside. And by the way, this play for what is this a college play or whatever the house is fucking packed <laughs> yeah okay. like we have I like if we did this at a show I'd retire the next goddamn day if we could bring in oh, yeah. as many people as Annabella at this community college
1: <laughs> yeah this is this is probably like a 2000
3: seat house yeah yeah it's, it's enormous yeah no yeah exactly and uh and and standing room only so okay and the playwright comes out cuz you know how at the beginning of a play. The playwright will come out and he'll be like, uh, I wrote this play. Let's hear it for me. <laughs> me. Yeah. Okay. Keep it going. Keep it going. So he does that. And then the play begins. And if you thought the writing in the movie was bad, the writing <laughs> in the play without within the movie. <laughs> oh my God. She literally says, cause it's supposed to be anti-Bellum or whatever. At one point her line is literally, and what of your standards in which I do not meet? What? (laughs) Horrifying. Well, and also, like, she
1: is. I'm watching this, and it feels. I'm like, who is the audience for this? And the only thing I can come up with was the audience for this. This is a cautionary tale for girls who are like nine or ten years old. You know what I mean? Like, they've never been out in the world. They've never. Literally, they've never been to the doctor yet. They know it's coming. They've never been to a play. So it's like this is like for someone who like doesn't go to the theater. I'm sorry to, to insult our southern listeners by that. Um, so this is for people who don't go to the theater who are like, oh wow, oh yes. It's like this. It's like quote. This stands in for a play. This stands in. It's like all these little things. It's like standing in. But you're watching as a viewer, and you're like, this is utter complete garbage the reality of this world doesn't make sense it doesn't matter and clearly that makes sense because then the playwright is standing in the wings feeding her lines
3: yes fucking <laughs> what but so she's given her lines but she starts having the devil sickness mid scene <laughs> and yeah. again this is a horror movie scene right horror movie yeah she's like
0: having a seizure or a stroke or something and her co-star is like dude stop having a stroke <laughs>
4: <laughs> like <in> the, <laughs> totally. he's play. like
1: look I wasn't cast as the main role of, as your boyfriend so I get this shitty secondary role you know what I mean it's going on my IMDB <laughs> credit but like it's going.
3: <laughs> so yeah but she's she's losing it and then suddenly she, she passes out um, she apparently has a rapidly rising string section disease Um, dad rushes to the front and again you know meg has already hinted at this of course but she's just very clearly had some sort of seizure and the dad yells get her inhaler now so i can (laughs) conquer in the head with her and knock her out of this weird shit
1: what i just have to say as someone who has asthma her asthma is so poorly managed she's clearly using a rescue inhaler to manage it it's like where's her pulmonologist like she's not going to the doctor I just this is a bad message for people with asthma yeah.
3: I mean but when the doctor has to give her an exam later he basically asks her to like count backwards from 10 and walk across a straight line so I don't feel like that's the most egregious mistake they made in medicine but yeah yeah um, they, don't, they don't know he might as well like
0: take out a stethoscope and start doing like head compressions on her forehead with his, like he has no idea what's happening
1: exactly I mean, Full on seizure, and then he yells to the he yells to the actor. He's like, "Get her inhaler!" And he's like, "What? What? What are you like?" That's yeah, why would him? I know where <laughs> that was? What are you talking about? Taking a fucking seizure, you asshole!
0: Give me a scalpel. No, I'm not. Nope. I'm. I know you're a doctor. I'm not getting you a scalpel. Absolutely not.
1: Uh, let me give her mouth to mouth resuscitation, uh, doctor. That's a lot of tongue. Can you? Oh, I feel. <laughs> God, so much tongue, so much handheld camera work. Uh, Oh,
3: Oh, Jesus. All right. So we cut to the hospital. Apparently, she's okay, but they haven't figured out what's happened to her yet. Uh, We have to establish here that Dad is a doctor, and uh, that's the only purpose of this scene. We can't have her like coming (laughs) home later. with a fucking thing on her arm or whatever. This goddamn movie. The writer of this movie never wrote a word that they did not fucking love, so this scene exists. Yep.
1: Well, and also, do, we also see her starting to write in her journal.
3: Oh, yes, that's very important. So
1: the journal becomes... <laughs> and, and half It's like the journal becomes... The crutch with which the the writer's like, oh, man, I don't know how to actually write character development. So I'll write it down as actual words in the journal. (laughs) So then the audience will get it.
3: I'm going to write some bullet points about my character bio here. Yes. Yeah. So so, so we go back uh, to the play thing. She sees that they're auditioning new people for her role. How dare she have an epileptic asthma attack in the middle of opening night. And then we cut to her at the back of the doctor's with mom and dad. They're waiting on test results or, 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 or whatever.
0: Yeah. And and we find out that she's got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, she's epileptic. She has asthma. She's had multiple hip surgeries. Not sure how that's related. And she also has borderline personality disorder, which is pretty serious. She's like Eli was an Oregon Trail character. She's got everything. (laughs) She's got rickets and cholera, and she's like fucking up the van. It's it's no good.
1: She's She's shitting everywhere. She's one one step from a rattlesnake bite. Yeah.
3: (laughs)
0: Exactly.
3: And and she's going, well, I don't understand why I'd be so messed up, Doc. I don't do drugs or smoke or drink. And... That the doctor says, all right, well, we've got some bad news for you. And I'm like, okay, well, when your doctor says that, that's fatal. No, yeah, it's her yeah. origin story. Yeah. <laughs> the bad news is the fucking origin story. They're 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 acting dramatic as fuck, but this might as well be a trip to the podiatrist at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to freeze that off. <laughs> Jesus. So what we learn here is that mom has found her diary, given it to dad, who then emailed it to the doctor, who then used it to diagnose her psychiatric condition. Yeah. He's not a psychiatrist, no. by the way. We, we no, learned that. He's he, not He wants to send her to one separately. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. what? But this is also when they do the reveal that seems, I guess they were trying to pretend this was necessary, but it, it really isn't. But okay. Um. She was adopted. Hannah's not even really their kid. But what's worse, she was the byproduct of a botched abortion.
1: Oh, the money shot. It's (laughs) so so good.
0: Oh, and we uh, <clears throat> we see we see the diary for a second too it says I feel dead inside she's writing all the sads like yeah why do I feel like God doesn't want me I feel all abortion-y. I wonder what that's about and then the doctor and dad and mom are like funny story uh you got like half aborted in your adoption
1: yeah I've always had a phobia of scallops I don't know I can't <laughs> Oh, my clothes are in a pile. I can't use a clothes. It's just like, Jesus Christ, you guys. Oh, and the other thing is so we've got, it's religious science. That's what we're dealing with here. So it's like, so back in the day when we're in Salem and you've got a, a father and he doesn't like the witchy daughter he's like i found this journal it's in my daughter's handwriting it looks like we'll have to see if she floats that's yes, right. like, this document i mean it turns out it's her journal but i was like it's the ultimate like violation but then not knowing what to do with it and the doctor's like this is basically the doctor from the simpsons
0: he's like oh, 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 well, yeah, sure. this very is similar this is-
1: We'll have to burn her and bleed
0: her. Oh, by the way,
3: <laughs> epilepsy medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the whole fucked up thing is she had an epileptic seizure. She has epilepsy, right? So it's not like we're looking for a new diagnosis. We're looking for a new treatment. The, the doctor's answer to, well, you know, how are we going to treat my epilepsy differently is, well, you were a botched abortion. You should seek some psychological counseling. <laughs> Right. Fucking
0: what? Which, which is weird because it's a, kind of actually some good medical advice from a Christian movie for well, a second. It's true. like you should take medicine and see a psychiatrist. <laughs> it's the opposite of what they say in every movie we've that's done so true. far. Yeah. But I, I love dad's reaction to this. They like reveal the abortion adoption thing. And mm-hmm. then dad's like, "Ah oh, man, like, it's not how I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Like, did he want better phrasing? Or, played? like, right. a video reveal? It's like, here, slides. here's us taking you out of a dumpster behind Planned Parenthood. <laughs> we saved you. It was funny. And Bob Saget narrating. Dad gets punched oh in the crotch. God. Like, what the fuck was he talking about?
1: I never finished your quilt, and the quilt was supposed to be every image of your life, from birth <laughs> <verse>, to blood <laughs> sack to dumpster. It's like... <laughs>
3: Doc, really. um Doc. fucking up the reveal. Uh, so it's it, so okay. So now she's gonna go brood on a dock. I will. I got. I have to point out <laughs> that an enormous amount of this movie is gonna be her being depressed near a body of water. Yes, that yep. will be at least one third of this film. So <laughs> she, because she stormed off, she's all upset. She calls uh, Jason, the 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 not boyfriend boyfriend. And uh, and he doesn't have time for her. He's at a loud party. He's no use.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a weird moment. She's like, "Yeah." So I, I survived an abortion. He's like, "What?" She's like, "I survived an abortion." I just want, you want to you saved me
3: like, a Yeah.
0: I want him to pan over to like a family on the next dock. Like, no, it's not. I'm not. I'm not the mom. I was the fetus, but I lived. It's. Uh, Meanwhile there's awkward. like a
1: family across the lake that's trying to have like a really nice dinner Yeah, this <laughs> <everyone's laughs> woman is screaming, was abortion! abortion What did she say? So, was I an abortion? Okay.
3: Unfortunately, honey, no. So, yeah. So, okay. but then mom and dad, of course, are back home fighting about uh, whether or not dad should have emailed her private diary to her doctor who would then make psychiatric diagnoses based upon it. Mom's in the anti category. Go mom. Uh, And Hannah comes in mid fight. She wants to meet her birth mother. Damn it. And they're like, why? And she's like, this is kind of the plot. I don't have time to get into it. I'm stormy right now. So don't make me explain it.
0: Give me my birth certificate. And they're like, are you going to try to murder your real parents? She's like, no. (laughs) So they give her the birth certificate. Mom's like, all right,
1: fine. Also, and let's just say the mom's like, she's like, where's the birth certificate? She's like, hold on. She walks into the kitchen. I'm assuming goes to the recipe drawer because she comes back with the birth certificate. (laughs) One second later. This will this be something doing. of a They're theme. Kind of like, oh, I, thought, I thought that was the recipe for chocolate chip cookies. Like, yes, that, <laughs> was, that was me the whole time.
0: Might as be on the end of a fishing pole on the wall,
3: just like right there. There <laughs> ah, we go. <laughs> There's quite a bit of that in this movie, where everything just happens to be the, the top thing on the stack right next to them. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's this. But that's the thing. It's like this thing. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have time for the reality of her to go look for it or her to be like, oh, uh, it's just like she basically just should. Everything's uh, pulled out of the pocket.
0: Yeah. Check your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that your birth certificate and seven of spades.
1: Holy shit. See? It's thriller. That's the thing is it's like we're just one step away. <laughs> and I think, I think too now it's like, that's the thing is like, I could never tell. It was like, who's the bad guy in this? Like, who am I following? Like. The girl is just like, I guess we like her, but we're following her because she said this kind of like, this fucked up reveal. And the parents are like, lying, manipulative. The dad is really controlling. But they're still kind of like, likable. And I was like, do we like them? Do we hate them? What's uh, like the Christian
3: moral of
0: this. I do not you- like any. I I think she's okay. the bad guy. I think she's the worst. She'll get worse in this movie. She's supposed to be the protagonist. I hate her.
3: Uh, well, you know, the funny thing is <laughs> the only person I like is the one that you're supposed to hate, which is the abortion mom lawyer that we meet at the end. You know? Yes. <laughs> I, I liked her. I, I rooted for her. So we go back uh, to... Um, Where she already fucking was. God damn it. That was clumsy. So (laughs) Jason shows up, right? She called Jason while he was at the loud party and he couldn't talk to her. So he decides to drive out to this dock where he knew this is her brooding dock. And they sit there and they have this just impossibly banal conversation. And I feel sorry for the actors because neither of these two are terrible actors, like the kid, the kid is actually, the the boy is actually fairly good. The girl's not, I mean, I could never really tell cause her lines are so goddamn bad. I could never, I don't think she was good, but, um, she wasn't awful. Like, you know, she wasn't our podcast levels of awful, right. but they're stuck with these just ridiculous fucking lines. They have to go back and forth with. So how, what does it matter if you're a good actor? <laughs>
1: You know what it's like? It's like when you don't have cable and you have to watch like sitcoms that are on like just the broadcast networks and it, but it was like back in the 90s and <laughs> you don't want to get off the couch and change it. It's like generic <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Yeah. It's like Someone took Dawson's <laughs> Creek. And made it like bug juice version, and they're like, this is, <laughs> I think this is supposed to be romantic, but I'm a ten year old girl in like a Baptist controlling household, so this is what romance must be. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no honestly thinking about this as the shelter the movie for the sheltered 10 year old girl in alabama it makes a ton of fucking sense actually okay
0: but for the record dawson's creek is awesome that was what that was the point of that right we were like that's awesome and like this was like a bad version of that is what you meant <laughs> Yes. Okay. That's locked <laughs> good in. Good answer. We all agree. Dawson's import- was excellent. Importantly,
3: good answer. It was just going to be you and me for the rest of this episode, Meg. <laughs>
0: I almost tore my headphones out of the jack just now. So, okay.
1: No, totally. That's the best show in the world, and this should be <laughs> Dawson's abortion.
3: <Yeah. laughs> all right. So she she needs to go to Mobile, Alabama, to find the answers because that's where her birth mother's from. I'm like, no one has ever found an answer in Mobile, Alabama that was correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goddamn guarantee. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and Jason's response to all this, he, she explains, I was a botched abortion. My parents adopted me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that actually is an ex- extraordinarily traumatic thing for a human being to learn, right? And oh, yeah. Jason's actual response, this was written into the script, y'all, was, wow, sorry. Things will get better, though. he's he's not good at consoling no
0: so what are you gonna do abort them back abort them back yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) get a time machine and abort them okay well
3: maybe maybe think this out a little bit more but i'll go with you or whatever right but then alana calls he's got to run off and like love her more i mean but
1: look for me this this guy Jason just seems like he's motivated, and it goes unspoken and it goes unseen. But the only thing I can assume is he's Alana's the only one that's given give him like an HJ.
3: Yeah, I, I think that, <laughs> I think that's what we're going for here. No one yeah. in this
1: town is yeah. going to give that guy a blowjob. It's like Alana's going to do it though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, the nineteen year old Christian girl whose dad can decide whether she's allowed to date someone or not—probably not so much. Yeah,
0: and by HJ yeah. you mean hold hands while you jump off a dock. <laughs> that is that is the christian hege that's
3: official yes that's what i meant that's like third base oh god after writing these after going through this scene where they're supposed to be all emotional i i I put it in my nose like oh my god the guy who wrote this movie should not be allowed to make right turns after this fucking scene and it really does just get worse from there so okay it turns out Holy moly, what are the odds that that Jason and his buddies were about to do a road trip that was going to take them right by Mobile, Alabama?
1: Oh, shit.
3: Who'd have thunk it? So now we have to introduce the Volkswagen bus that they'll be doing part of that road trip that doesn't really affect the rest of the movie in. Yeah. So we need this scene.
1: And also, the person who owns the van is... fucking awful serial killer, Truman.
3: Oh, yeah, well, it's just Truman's that cousin, but yeah.
1: Easily. And, and he came back in, and I was like, oh, my God. He, <laughs> that, that was the introduction. He's back. No, I hate this guy. <laughs> he,
0: he's gross. Absolutely. He's the he's, worst. He's,
1: <laughs> he's the guy that when he sits next to, that's why he's not sitting next to anyone, because he's the one that when the girl falls asleep, he fingers
4: her. That's
3: <laughs> <his head. laughs> See, my experience with this guy is he's the guy who follows you around saying, no, you didn't mean poisonous snake. That would be a snake that if you ate it, it was poisonous. You meant venomous. It was a venomous <laughs> snake. That's my impression with him. I didn't realize he was fingering y'all when you fell asleep, though. So that's way worse. I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up first in the future. Um, so, all right. So they've decided they're going to go on a road trip. They're going to go on a road trip to Mardi Gras for spring break. Yeah, that's... Yep. Nope. Nope. No! Yeah, the calendar, I'm sure, will scoot over for them. They have, <laughs> the
0: Spring break for this college is the middle of February. They don't what? know about anything with doctors yeah. or colleges. No. None Our of holidays! None of the, none of the educated yep. things <laughs> are, are, not, are points of knowledge for this movie. No. But
1: what we do know is that um, when... Um, hannah writes in her journal the truth will set me free question mark <laughs> like she's about to find out and Marty <laughs> Jesus.
3: it was so bad um yeah no the the they were absolutely hitting you over the head with the fucking uh with the um journal shit so yeah all right so now we cut to hannah in the library Truman is there to comic relief her into coming with them. Oh, And he immediately, he, I hate him so much. He
0: shows up, he puts his face right behind her book that she's reading. Yep. And then like, he's right fucking there in front of her when she pulls the book down. I wanted her to mace him right in the eyes <laughs> so bad at this point. And his whole thing, he's so annoying. He's like, I don't know what his role is in this movie. It keeps shifting around. He's like... A utility infielder for a movie in terms of, role. it doesn't work like it works in baseball. It's stupid. It's just bad.
1: Well, I think that's the thing is I think that he started as the comic relief. So he's supposed to be like the funny clown, like the Shakespearean funny clown, but then they didn't know how to write it. And he is clearly, unfortunately not able to carry his own comedically. So when he leans in, he goes, do you have a wild side? He turned into like the BTK killer
0: he's the worst yeah he lacks subject permanence you know how like there's object he has no subject <laughs> permanence. is that a thing he doesn't have-
3: he's the worst
0: no continuity to his character
3: oh uh, yeah he was the- yeah he is definitely the desperately trying to be funny because he showed up and they said you're funny right and he said um oh uh, yeah. yeah
0: whoever told yeah. him he was funny yesterday or whatever needs to issue a retraction immediately officially he's the worst. right yeah
3: through official channels hell yeah So, okay, now Jason and uh, dad finds out that Jason's trying to get her to come on spring break. Dad is pissed. She is 19 years old. I I feel like we have to emphasize that going into this scene. The girl in this movie is 19 years old. And this is also where we're going to meet the, I guess, backup comic relief in case Truman doesn't work out. This is (laughs) B-Mac.
0: So stupid. Yeah, they got a funny fat guy uh-huh. now. It's fucking genius. They're really, really original. Yeah. Well, a fat guy. The, they have a fat guy.
1: But the the dialogue, so when the dad goes to see B Mac and threaten the guys and say, no, my daughter can't come because e- even though at 18, 18 years old, she's legally an adult, right? He goes, the first line that we introduce this character is, hey, who's the old dude? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, that's not how people talk, and it's like it seems. For I was watching this, and I was like, "Oh, that's like their way of writing the like liberal hippie douchebag." I was like,
3: "Yeah, yeah." So, and that would be that would be, of course, B Mac. He's the liberal hippie douchebag, and he's like the pothead-looking fat guy who owns this Volkswagen bus and keeps trying to say funny things, but you only can tell contextually. Like if I showed you these lines on a piece of paper, you wouldn't know they were supposed to be comedy, but you can tell from like exactly. where they happen in the scene. Yes.
0: It's like the whole movie took a comedy writing class and they quit the day before punchlines. They went to like a day or two of it right. and they're like, we got
3: this, we got this. It's just,
0: the movie's all premise. It's no punchlines, all yes. premise. It's just like obnoxious redhead at a library. <laughs> no, Or maybe like aliens are actually
1: like super conservative Republicans who are pro-life haven't had any human experience that have only watched really shitty movies they got on like far out satellite wrote a movie <laughs> filmed it and then this is what it is it's right like, uh, right so and they just saw all, like all that, that stuff
3: happen at the end of the movie they never realized it was supposed to be comedy okay that would make sense right we've come up with an origin the funny thing is that makes more sense than whatever actually happened to bring about this movie all right and aliens <laughs> wrote it so now we've got a incredibly unnecessary scene mom wakes up dad's getting ready for work um she's like well is hannah going to this thing he's like i'm pretty sure i talked her out of it but he didn't he was wrong she left a note she's leaving
0: yeah like are we gonna be confused without this scene just show us the, (laughs) the fucking trip next she writes a note that says I went on the trip. It's just like, (laughs) dear dad, don't be alarmed. I'm going to be in the next scene. Love, Hannah. Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) Go next scene. (laughs) All right. So now we get our road trip montage. Uh, And this is, okay. So this is an effort from a, a writer that can't pull off two liners to write one liners. Right, because we're just getting these snippets right. of conversation that are supposed to be like funny out of context or meaningful <laughs> or whatever, and they're just like the one guy going like, "I feel like this was a medium fries that I did. I didn't order that one. <laughs> that's the that, that's like that's the montage we're getting.
0: Yeah. And speaking of fractional speaking, it, we get token black character who has like three fifths of a yeah. line here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah. Oh, hello! Didn't see you there. Just talking to our black character friend that we have. No big deal. <laughs> What do you think, black friend, that we have? Well, actually, I think a and Cut. (laughs) yes. Great.
1: Well, and they have, right, and they have token Latin model tattooed who literally doesn't interact with anyone. No! Who has his headphones in and (laughs) and it makes no sense. It was like, what are you doing here? Why does this look like it's shot as, like, a Valtrex commercial?
3: Yeah, (laughs) and, like, honestly, it seemed like he was just, like... Some dude they met that needed a ride, like not in the movie, even you know, just like that. The people making the movie met, and they're like, "No, nah, you're a pretty cool guy. Well, you can just tag along. Just don't mind the cameras." Um, so okay, so then we cut to them. They've they've road tripped a little while. Now they're at a beach. We learn that B Mac actually is guitar guy at the party, <laughs> yeah. which is exactly what both Heath and I wrote in our notes. Amazing.
0: He's he, he's actually the, the actor was in American Idol. He was like a finalist in like. I don't know like oh, 10 years really? ago. Yeah.
3: And and these Wait, are, these
0: are totally? the heights that he Oh no seriously to. yeah this Bmac the not funny that guy he was actually yeah he was, an, he was a finalist for American Idol. No shit. Yeah.
1: Wait because he's a
0: terrible singer. Ter- yes crazy. exactly it's 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 uncanny. Yeah it's it's,
3: <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Maybe he was shitting it up on purpose there. So okay so they're at the beach the cops show up and I wrote, hide the black girl. You're you're near Alabama, so that's what
1: I wrote. I don't see her. You see the Latin guy sitting there, and he like runs out. He like runs into the water. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and this, I think, this starts. What well, will will the truth set me free? Question mark. And then we see this, and it's like the white privilege will set her free. And yes. The tone for the rest of her journey is a made up crazy land in Alabama of what you can get away
3: with when you're white. Yes, absolutely. Yes, being white is awesome is written in my notes so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, this is possibly
0: the most Christian movie moment that we've had in any of our movies. A cop shows up at a beach party full of kids and they all run over towards the cop to find out what's wrong. (laughs) They're all like, oh, sir, what's up? I'm so, what's happening? We'd like to obey (laughs) the law, please. so funny. So stupid, <laughs> and so apparently the cop explains that they've like they're on a, a beach. You're not allowed to be on this beach because there's uh, t- turtle eggs or yeah, something uh, like that.
3: Endangered turtle yeah. eggs.
0: So yeah, apparently they just murdered a bunch of viable turtle eggs. Also oh shit. get Like firebombed by Christian turtles or <laughs> something.
3: That would've
0: been nice, but no.
3: Thousands of abortions right
0: there. Yeah, but instead, Hannah uses her white privilege to talk them out of this
3: fake crime. This might be the dumbest the movie ever gets, right? Because the cop's like, you know, hey, look, there's a sign here that clearly says $2,000 fine for being on the beach. You drove a fucking bus onto it. Um, We're going to have to tow this out, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes up to the cop and she's like, but officer, I was a botched abortion. This is my only chance ever to find my birth mother. And the cop isn't just like, no, you could after you guys pay the fine, you could do that or even before really.
1: At some point she digs into her pocket to pull out. She says, I have $90. And I said, if you see anyone who has any shade darker skin than her go into their yes and pull something out, they are murdered on the spot.
3: <laughs> yes! <laughs> also, I love too that, yeah, because she's like, she tries to hand him all these wads of money, like, please let us go, and then he's like, yeah, no, I'll let you go, but you can keep your money. She's like, yeah, they're super forgiving about bribe attempts, my
0: those parents, cops. My parents yeah. tried to murder me when I was negative two-thirds. <laughs> <laughs> is there something we can do about this? Yes, there is. Let's go. I'm a sincerely held revenge Sweet, fetus please sweetheart, <laughs> I, was, you. I was a
2: botched abortion i know what it's
3: like Guy, <laughs> <laughs> we practically get that uh, a few scenes from now all right so they they, they we have a little tiny montage where b mac and hannah are chatting as they drive a little further but then they pull into this shithole motel or at least what eli would describe as a shit It's fine this place i would stay there um but eli wouldn't um it was a shithole. <laughs> and this is where we learn that, okay, this is how Christian this movie is and how geared towards 10-year-olds. The college kids have split the rooms up so that all the boys are sleeping together and all the girls are sleeping together. Right. Like college kids do when you're on a road trip with your girlfriend in college. So that means that Hannah and Alana, the two girls that both love Jason, have to share a room together. Oh. <gasps> There's some comedy. Um, <laughs> now, I will say the waking up snuggling thing isn't going to play the same as it did in planes, trains, and automobiles between these two. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Expected to cut to like a, a colored piece of tape across the motel room. You stay. You have the refrigerator, though.
1: Uh, it's just like there's, it's so unnecessary. And this scene is so frustrating to me because it's an opportunity for anyone to tell the truth. The whole movie, nobody's being direct, and it's like being sly and indirect is like, that's what's gonna push the plot. It's like (laughs) this girl is mean, she's jealous, she's covetous, it's like, oh, (laughs) she's the seven deadly sins.
4: That's who she is. Yeah.
3: Oh, and it's it's so fucking blatant, right? Like they make no effort whatsoever to get in Alana's head here. They cut to the two of them going to bed that night, separate beds, it's not a lesbian porn, and Alana is basically telling Hannah that she thinks that she only has epilepsy on purpose so that people will be nice to her. It's so weird dude. She's just like out of nowhere like fuck you and your pills. Whatever. (laughs) It escalates so quickly
0: from nothing. Yes. Hi, I'm Hannah. We've never interacted. Fuck you, preemie. You're such, I hate you.
3: What?
1: what? Also, Hannah, get a pill case. Like, why are you carrying all your crazy bottles of pills?
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, um, yeah, and this is also where Alana tells her that Jason didn't really even want her on this, to come on this trip. So she, she grabs all her pills, loudly packs them away, and then goes to walk home <laughs> in the middle of the night from the place that they just took a day to drive to. Yeah, but, but not before she has a loud, dramatic
0: speech in the middle of the night in front of this hotel full
3: of people. Oh, what a bitch! I wanted like me to step out and start throwing ice at her or Tomatoes, something. Tomatoes, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, so that's
1: what if the family from across the lake is like, let's just- <laughs> Let's just get a motel, sweetheart. We'll like <laughs> don't worry about the leg and <laughs> the next to them, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but it's like Jace, Jason comes out, and he's this. Jason's a straight-up pussy. Oh my
3: that's god! Jason.
1: He is the worst. Like l- male lead. Like that's your example of a male lead is like, and a and a guy that you want is someone who can't stand up. And there's Alana. It's like Jason, get your girl under control. What do you mean? <laughs> She's doing this for you, bro. And he's like, I can't give up my free (laughs) blowjob.
3: Sorry. Oh, yeah. And then Hannah. So Hannah has the weird screaming fight outside of the hotel. She goes to run off and she says, I'm leaving. And don't follow me in the exact same tone as a three-year-old betting you can't tickle them. Right. (laughs) So so she we see her walking home. It is the next day. Keep in mind, they drove all day. She has not slept, went to the hotel room, checked in, and then just wandered out. So apparently she walked overnight.
0: With her two broken hips, whatever. Yeah,
3: right. (laughs) Also, a
1: woman walking alone with sunglasses and two pieces of luggage down an abandoned road is how every Law and Order SVU says. Yeah,
3: no <laughs> shit.
1: If she were to be a white woman jogging, that would be the only way that she would be guaranteed to be raped and murdered.
0: Yeah. Oh, if she got abducted by the family from across the lake. <laughs>
3: We've had enough.
0: We really hate her. We really, really hate her. Let's go. Let's go abduct her. She's leaving in the middle of the night.
3: So- all right, but instead, Jason has rented a car to track her down, so now the two of them can go to Mobile, Alabama together, <laughs> which means that this could have just been a movie where he's like, well, do you want to go to Mobile? You and I could go together. <laughs> right.
0: Right. He'd already written all this, and then he was like, oh, fuck. Now I'm keeping it.
3: <laughs> I guess.
0: I got a lot of Jesus. pages up.
3: I, I, you know, I watched this movie for free, and I still want my money back. That's how bad this um. shit was. I feel guilty. I, I
1: rented it
3: on Amazon. Ah, oh. oh, sorry about <laughs> no, that. Send me a receipt. I, we'll even, write, we'll no, write it off. Yeah, no. The, the patron.
1: You know what? No. <laughs> some, some gaffer somewhere got underpaid. So, <laughs> yeah, so. it's
0: going to. We are making matching donation to Planned Parenthood for three ninety nine. Yeah, the there, you there, there you go. There you
3: go.
0: <laughs> In Mike Pence's name. Go yeah, fuck exactly. yourself.
3: All right. So now we get another road trip montage, only it's just the two of them now. Now, apparently this is how you road trip. I've been doing it wrong. I get in the car and drive to the place and occasionally stop at a fucking Arby's or something. But no, apparently there's stopping to hop on rocks, uh, that you do. Um, and, and apparently <laughs> if you're going to have a particularly meaningful conversation, you have to stop and find a dock to crawl under. Yeah. How does this start? They're just like what, driving down the road and he's like, you want to, so see you want to talk somewhere more photogenic?
1: <laughs> well, and also like where I, I was confused, like, where are, where are they starting I, and mobile like mobile, like, unless they're like in, in like St. Petersburg, Florida or something. I was like, where the hell are they?
3: Yeah. That they're going to be going by water. They're going to go buy mobile on their way to new Orleans. Yeah. It would have been nice unless for what we needed was a little Indiana Jones map. That doesn't move very far.
1: (laughs) Oh, that would be so good. Wait a second. If it was the Indiana Jones map, then her journal would be like the the book.
3: Yeah, the Grail Diary. Yes. The Grail Diaries.
1: Oh, my God.
3: This movie, it wasn't too late for this movie, is what we're saying. Like, the movie could have still (laughs) pulled it out right here.
1: And you know who Alana is? Alana is the woman... um, from Indiana Jones Three, the one who's the, the
3: mean yeah, the, yeah, that fucks Sean Connery, yeah, yeah,
1: yes.
3: Holy <laughs> shit. All right, it all ties together. This happens in the Indiana Jones universe. You see, all right, this makes a lot of sense. We'll find out that she was like mostly aborted with a whip later on. With that, that, that would be the big reveal. So, okay. So, oh, and, and, and so they're sitting under this dock. And again, like, I feel like Jason is just trying really hard, but he just can't make the move. Cause he's like, you know, they're sitting under a dock together, which means at one point, one of them's like, you want to see, you want to like get out of the car, find some place to be alone. And then they went and play, went, found a place to be alone. He's like, you want to maybe, uh, go under the dock for a little bit? And she's like, yeah. And then he's, he's just sitting there talking to her. He's like, I, f- I feel like, I feel like I've run out of euphemisms now. Um, and I can't yeah. just ask if you want to have sex here. Now it's not. So they end up just talking instead. <laughs> remember the f- first scene in the movie <laughs> when, <laughs> when you gave me a hand job when the lake. <laughs> do <off? Remember>? or- <laughs> you remember how at the beginning <laughs> we yeah. ran into water with our clothes on? You want to do that? Let's again? race the water again. Yay! and they do that.
1: I was just waiting for Alana, the girlfriend, to come out from behind the pier and cut his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that hasn't happened
3: yet. I was like, oh, yeah. See. No, she should bite it off, like, so it'd be more golem like, you know, right before you can throw her into the ocean. Oh, oh my God. So, all right. So they go, so they, they run into the water again. And now we get this just silly, wacky scene where they go to a hotel and, um, and, but they're soaking wet and they only have enough money for one room, except that Uh-oh. he will later have more money and they will rent this same room for multiple nights later. I, yeah, but they but they can only get to one room now for reasons that don't make no sense, and there's only one bed. I guess they'll have to fuck.
1: Oh.
0: But they don't. They no, no. don't. She goes to sleep in full clothes and a hoodie to be proper. <laughs> also, a full face of makeup is that normal? And Do you not, go to sleep in full normal, makeup generally? I no. okay. All
1: women. All women. Go Do they? To sleep okay. Good. Makeup. All women.
0: <laughs> but I'm
1: I, putting on my makeup now to go to bed. <laughs>
3: It's fun because then you get a little picture on the pillow in the morning. You can try to figure out what it looks like. Tells you how you're doing yeah. psychologically. It's even better than totally. an email diary.
1: <laughs> um, also, this I love this scene because the tension was that she revealed that she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. But the way she said it was, I'm glad I haven't done dot, 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 these things dot, 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 with it was like, oh my God, like we need a sex ed class. Yeah. I mean, like to be so afraid of it, to be so uneducated, to have it. She's 19 years old.
3: Yeah, right. And she's basically saying, I'm kind of glad I've never had a PMIV. I don't know about you. Oh. Um, she's the worst. She's like,
0: are you asleep? Good. Let's name our character traits and describe the situation that we're in. I'll go first. You're a popular college boy and I'm an awkward preemie in the friend zone. Speaking of segues, I'm a virgin. Like, oh, God. I hate everything she said. My, my feelings about Hannah keep shifting, though. Like, she's the worst at this point. But then the next thing she says, she says, I have a wild side You've seen me play Scrabble. I'm wild. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm back on board. That's extremely hot. That's super hot. (laughs) But then seconds later, she's like, what are you thinking about right now? You know what? Don't even answer. I'm storming out. I was like, I hate you again. God damn it. You're the worst. And
1: it was like this. It was like this way to like infantile her infantile lives or whatever the word is.
3: Infantilize. Yeah. If it, yeah, to, like, you know, like if I like, was to correct you at that point, that would be a <laughs> version of that. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, it isn't. Well, I asked for I asked for the right word, um, but like it, it was so difficult for me to watch this this character. I mean, we have to watch uh, somewhere along the line. They're like, she's got to be old enough to like give consent, right? <laughs> yeah, well, otherwise, right. we shouldn't be <laughs> we shouldn't be making her like the romantic lead. But the story (laughs) falls apart after that. You know, it's like she doesn't know any better. So it kind of seems like maybe there's something else going on. Or also, if you have epilepsy, you are not getting laid till you're married. That's also the point.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Narcolepsy is one like that, too. Yeah. Well, you're going to. Well, never mind. I'm not going there. Um, All right. (laughs) So she decides, though, that she's going to storm out and she's going to fall asleep on the couch in the lobby in the hotel room, like they let you do. Ugh. Yeah.
1: This made no fucking sense whatsoever.
3: Well, especially because then he comes out and sleeps on the couch with her.
1: She's always storming out of places like she can't make a decision. And so like the writer's like, that's what young bitches do. (laughs) They like things and they storm out. It's like, make your fucking mind up. Like that's the way to advance it. Like that's the sexual tension. Like if you've ever seen stranger things, they did it so beautifully. Remember when it was like the uh, Will's brother was on the ground and then Nancy was in the bed and she's like, they just, they just saw the Demogorgon, right? Yeah. It was, uh, like, the, the best sexual tension in there. So exciting. Two people lying on a bed next to each other, that's totally within, like, their Christian value realm. They couldn't even do that, though.
3: No. No, yeah, it it, it is a weird juxtaposition that this movie had to have this undercurrent of sex in a situation where, like, unless you're a crazy Christian person, you probably would just have sex, and then, but then they had to create the tension around it too. Yeah, it, it was, it was pretty fucking, it, it, it put the writer in a possible situation and the writer wasn't even good enough to deal with the highly probable situations, right? So, and that's, this is also, by the way, where I glanced down and realized there was still an hour left in this fucking movie. I got very depressed <sighs> at this moment. So, okay. Now this whole time they've been going to Mobile apparently because the only evidence she has is her uh, uh birth certificate, which says where she was born. So they're going to the hospital where she was born. The next scene is them arriving at this, let's say hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like a hospital. No, it's well. In fact, oh, we both yeah. have in our notes. This is very clearly a shuttered school. This is an elementary yeah. school that got closed down. <laughs> but they just put yeah, the
0: totally. sign
3: hospital. Yes, hospital. <laughs> in giant
4: blue it just letters.
0: Says hospital. It's just yeah, hospital. It's a general hospital with <laughs> like. Just- an unmarked <laughs> ambulance that it says on the side of the It's That's, so stupid. Yeah. Down here okay, at St. Hospital. Also, <laughs> don't you
1: think that this is the quote hospital where the, babies went to die and it got shut down i mean so this you know what I mean? like that
3: place got firebombed this is the baby death hospital well no it's but yeah. we're not going to the abortion clinic though right because we'll learn in a bit that she got driven from the abortion clinic to this hospital
1: oh that's right that's right that's right we never see the abortion clinic that was burned to the ground that was
3: firebombed. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was actually um right you're right you're right, you're right so they show up at this hospital it's all it's all boarded up obviously hasn't been used in years so they go and stare in the windows like her birth mother's just gonna still be there right. like i've been <laughs> looking for the way out for years um but uh and 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 when this doesn't work they break in <laughs> to do what what are, yeah what do they think they're gonna find <laughs> a scent
0: yeah they break the you know it down. I was
3: okay with that,
1: actually. I was like, do something because this is the most boring fucking movie I've ever seen so far.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they could have turned it into a horror movie at this point. That would have been great. There's yeah. an hour left. Premie Zombies, an hour of that would have been an amazing way to finish this movie.
1: I mean, that's where you write in a discovery about self, or it's just they find, like, what if they found, like, a dead nurse's journal? And the dead nurse's journal then became the side plot. It was like the, the
3: like, B-plot. Yeah, that'd be like The Last Jedi. All right, so meanwhile, um, dad's getting home to mom. Hannah hasn't called. They're all freaked out. And this is just another example of the writer being in love with his own writing, where dad has his whole, like, I remember the first time I held her in my arms speech.
0: Yeah, so stupid. I just wanted them to cut to him, like wrestling a baby away from a doctor and running out of plan. <laughs> like, diving into a getaway car. Like, <laughs> Hannah explodes pink paint all over him. Like, <laughs> they should have that kind of security on
3: babies. <laughs> we'll look into that. We'll look into that. So, yeah, but mom tells dad at this point, she's like, I think we should tell her everything. And dad's like, I don't think she can handle that. Mysterious thing until the third act. What mysterious right. thing? Oh, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah, like what did they bomb the clinic? Or the <laughs> parents, the bombers. <laughs> yeah, the
0: parents
1: of the bombers. Well, but that's the thing is, it's like these people are fucking monsters. Yes, they're, they're monsters. Like that is the point. When the doctor reads your journal, that's the point. When you tell her everything. I mean, to continue, like. To continue to keep the manipulation, it was like, oh. And yet we still, like, are, like, made to think that we like them. But then it, I'm like, oh, my God. The mom ha- is, like, totally spineless, is totally under the spell. Like, she's the kind of mom that's, like, chained to a bed later. And then you're like, oh, but she was so nice. Like, I saw her at the grocery store. And it's like, that's when she just, because she runs away. Like, she bites her way out of the chair. Like, that's who the mom is. This is such a better
0: movie. Yeah, Just no keep chance. describing where you're going with this. I like this so much more.
3: Yeah, the, the, like the Stepford Wife mother was an un, uh, like a, a terrifying portion of this film. That she uh. simply existed so dad would have someone to talk to in the non-daughter scenes. Right, exactly. So, okay, and then and then we get this funny little cut where, where mom says, I think we can trust our daughter, and then you cut to her getting her mug shots taken from breaking into the abandoned hospital. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have to say, how bad do you have to be to bre- at breaking into abandoned hospitals to get arrested on the site? I, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, and by the way, these are comedy mug shots, y'all. That's so fucking funny. It's just
1: awful. It's just like, first of all, nothing better is happening in Mobile that, like, they are going to arrest two people breaking into a, a clinic, like an old school that was used as a <laughs> hospital once, probably in like a bad hurricane.
3: <laughs> right.
1: And then the comedy mugshots, like it's like hilarious, funny out of place, inappropriate. You would get your ass <laughs> beat. If you did.
3: That. Yeah. Don't tell children to do that. Um, yeah. So, um, and, and of course we have to get the bit where like um, Jason calls Alana from jail, but she won't help him because she's a bitch.
2: Alana's is a bitch,
3: yo. You guys, you can't count on blonde girlfriend, y'all. That's a dude. Christian movie, Universal <laughs> or movie Universal. That's a film Universal. The blonde is always the the blonde dude is always the bad guy, and the blonde girl is always a bitch. Yeah,
0: blonde guy is always Cobra Khan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. I immediately was thinking of Johnny Lawrence. Yes, oh, you're th- well, there you right you go. with me.
3: <laughs> All right, but then once again. She's going to sob story slash white privilege her way out of this one. Oh, this I'm intense. so mad. Intense. Sob story shenanigans. So, yeah, the cop just she tells her story and she was a botched abortion and blah, blah, blah. And she just he can't bring himself to send him uh, send her to jail. In fact, he's going to help him. He's got a clue. He's like, you know who would know something about this? Mary Rutledge. Here's her address. I'm a police officer.
1: Yeah. And she's like, wait a second, Mary Rutledge, that's the same name on my birth certificate. This is the thing that I was like, wait, the, the, there's no way that they're going to make this coincidence. He's like, I know that signature. I was like, Yeah, it's a small town. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, is he her dad? Oh <laughs> no, it, he just happens to remember. And then I was like, oh shit, maybe that cop is, yeah, he raped Oh, mom, that's what it is. Oh, no,
3: he's going to rape her here. Oh, God. Oh, no, he just. No. Yeah, no. It's it's funny. Like you had not given up as quickly as I did. You, you were sure that something was going to happen. And I appreciate that. I it appreciate that. It's blissful naivete. You watch 128 of these things and you lose that in a hurry. All right. So they're not going to they're not going to get her in any trouble. In fact, he's going to give her the clue and let her go. But before he leaves, he has to say, first of all, this is fucking bizarre. He says, well, you know, my wife is working on our fourth kid, so I know quite a bit about abortion.
1: Yeah.
3: What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why would... (laughs) Botched abortions. got four kids. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) 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 We started out with 26. We got four.
3: We're gonna abort two more tomorrow.
1: Also, I, I have to say I kind of like this actor kind of looked like um Kevin Costner's like he, like brother. Like if he his career never got off the ground, you know, like Sean Penn like Chris Penn.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, except alive. lie. I this yeah. was
1: like Yeah, exactly.
0: Except- <laughs> right. Chris Penn I
3: dead?
1: Like, oh, I kinda like that actor.
3: Chris Penn, yeah, he's just he's dead? Dead. I thought he was dead for all he's been dead forever. Uh, uh, I Chris thought.
1: Penn is dead.
3: I thought he I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead for like ten years or something. My God! So uh the Kevin Costner wannabe he wants to, before he lets him go, has to ask what she's going to say to her mom when she meets her. And she's like, I don't know. And then the cop should say, yeah, it's almost like this is pointless, right? Like it couldn't ha- possibly help you or her for you to do this. But instead he, <laughs> he gives her a little sermon about forgiveness and how important that is.
1: Yeah. Well, and also he says life isn't always black and white. You know, you've got to, hate the crime, not the criminal. And I was like, this is
3: coming
1: from the mouth of a white Alabama police (laughs) officer. I don't believe you, sir. Yeah, right. For a second.
3: Just gets kicked out of the union. So he's like, yeah, we heard all of that. Oh, no, I didn't mean it, though.
1: (laughs) I mean about abortion.
0: (laughs) But hate the game, not the player I was talking about. (laughs) <laughs> the game of abort it's like operation you don't touch the sides <laughs> like, sorry uh,
1: I, thought, I thought he was going to say what, do you, what are you going to say to her that there should be better access to abortion throughout the south oh no okay
3: <laughs> I bet she didn't live anywhere near Mobile did she alright so yeah. now, they pu- now we get the best scene in the whole fucking movie she pulls up to Mary Rutledge's address this is the oh, um, the nurse that he's clued her into. will will know something about her abortion. And she goes up to the door. She she knocks and nobody answers right away. So I wanted her to just break in, you know, like, oh, you were you were in the bathroom. I'm sorry. I, this is what I do. It's kind of my thing. But no, instead, Mary Rutledge uh, comes out, leaps at her with a sharpened coat hanger, determined to finish the job that she started. Oh. <laughs> Could have been so much better. But no, instead, they have tea together.
0: It's Whitley Gilbert, though. It's Jasmine it, Guy from Different World. Yes, love yes,
1: it. It, it. wait, is it for real? Her?
0: Yeah, oh, that's Jasmine Guy. I'm very, very disappointed. Oh dis- my god! They, these I was, oh, these I movies was so ruin excited. people for me so many times. Another one on the list: Harry Anderson, John Ratzenberger. Yeah, they, they, they ruin
3: everyone from 80s sitcoms. All my
0: 80s sitcom favorites are ruined by Christian movies. Yeah, time. it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. One, wait, one more of the list. I last. have a
1: question. Do, so, is Jasmine Guy like? Is she super Christian? Like? Because she understands that people are going to – the only way an actor could suffer through this, it's not – this is a SAG ultra low budget probably. It's not, gonna, it's not for good money.
3: Right, right. Yeah. No, I I think I, – I would think it has to be that, right, Um. because especially because like once in a while you see one of these people who's roped into it and then you see the scene that they're in isn't that bad, right? So they have like a minor – D-list celebrity or whatever and the one scene they're in is the one scene in the movie where they're not like yeah and and you own your wife ain't no such thing as marital rape Um, so it it could have been something like that except that she's in the worst fucking scene yeah it's the exact
0: opposite like with like Robert Loggia he was like off camera on a TV he didn't have to show up at a set he just like sent it in but yeah she had to do a whole thing in a terrible scene
3: it was so bad yeah okay so, Mary, it just so happens, remembers her botched abortion in stunning detail and has all the documentation within arm's reach of where Again. she's sitting. Yeah, it's crazy. There is it right on top of
1: the chocolate chip cookie recipe. She's like, hold on.
0: Let me just flip through this folder of botched abortions that I keep on my dining room table. Yep, there you are. Perfect. Cool. I
3: have all the information you need. I have you filed under B for Bosch. What do you know? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and then this becomes like, this is the classic, like, cautionary tale. She's like, she barely, your your mom barely knew him. She met him at a bar. They had a night together, and then he was gone. It was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, of course, that's, why would I expect <laughs> yeah, different? Yeah.
0: Your dad's some dude from a bar. Your mom's an idiot teenager. However... I have no follow up. That,
3: that's just all the information.
0: <laughs> abortion Seems is like bad? bad.
3: The best thing they could do was abort that baby, huh? That would have yeah. been great if So you had that's been why aborted. the moral of this story is to make condoms freely available. No, it isn't.
0: Are you is awful? That that? Not yeah. if you have Shit. no social cues. You pro- are you terrible? Yeah, abortion <laughs> would have been best.
3: And and the other cautionary tale, of course, is not just for the um for the the abortion mom, but it's also for the abortion nurse. She is racked with guilt over all those babies she done murdered way back when. Right? Like that that's the that's the main thing we're learning from this scene, is that she's just never quite gotten over the horrible things she did to those zygotes.
0: And also apparently she describes the the doctor at this horribly funded clinic, which is really the fucking point here. Yeah. But she describes this doctor as, like, clumsy. Like, there was, like, this clumsy abortion doctor. She's like, yeah, it was a failed attempt. That's what happened with you. And, and is like, is that normal? And she's like, yeah, for this doctor, it's absolutely yeah. normal.
3: What?
1: Absolutely. This, this scene made me so angry because it was like, I mean, so angry is, maybe that's too much. It made me angry. I was, you know, I'm like, this is a dumb movie. But it was like, this is it. This is where you're, anybody who is even a bit impressionable is going to be like, oh, that's where they're getting their fucked up information about like abortion clinics. It's like it was, and she's like, there were things that happened Terrible things, yeah. th- things they had me do it was like you mean abort babies because it's an abortion clinic. <laughs> yes,
3: well that's what I mean, but but uh. but but they're not saying anything, right? But like, oh, they keep avoiding shit because she's like halfway through, something went wrong. I can't tell you what it was because the writer would have had to look a bunch of shit up and and see what actually goes <laughs> wrong. So it's just something. Just cut yes. to Jim Belushi with a samurai sword and a coat, <laughs> some back alley. Cleaning. <laughs> and but but then there's also like 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 you said she's like uh oh but terrible things happen there so they want to make you they want to hint around that the abortion doctors were just eating the fetuses in the back room or something like that but they're not going to come out and say it and when she says is that a normal thing for a person to survive an abortion like that rather than citing you the actual statistics or showing you how incredibly uncommon that is she's like oh with this doctor sure you know it's like okay, well, why did we? Why were we going to that to Cali for a fucking abortion in the first place? Maybe yeah, that was like the problem.
1: A, an island of misfits of like not well aborted, still alive <laughs> people, and it's just like oh, <laughs> you see the island, and it's just the perfect map of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: would explains so much. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so apparently, her mom went to to evil abortion clinic. Uh, to see evil abortion doctor, but they weren't quite ready uh, able to abort. And so mom came back a second time. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, can you finish killing this for me? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: By the way, who's that guy out in the parking lot? Roy Moore or something? He was harassing me. <laughs> can you get him out of here? He
1: rode a horse. This was a really sweet horse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, so so her mom tried to abort her a second time, but damn it, she was in labor this time, and this is where we learn that she had a twin brother as well. Amazing. And apparently her twin brother, so, so the nurse runs her to the hospital to have her babies. The twin brother had a missing arm, <laughs> yes. which was torn off during the failed abortion. That's how samurai abortion doctors do it. Well, yeah, no, it's like reverse it. hangman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? They just kind of do like they, they pull and then there's a guillotine that goes up and down and they abort it. That's how abortions work. And then sometimes you stop and you're like, all I got was an arm so far. Uh, I'm going to call it. It's five o'clock. Let's call it. I'm going to go it's like get a drink. The
1: three Stooges. You know, like the doctor's got both his feet up right on her legs and he's like pulling and then the baby <laughs> is pulling. <laughs> And he's like, oh, the (laughs) arm.
0: So. (laughs) Missing one eye, too. He got poked in one eye. It was weird.
3: Yeah, so he had a missing arm um, and he didn't make it. But also, this is where Mary's just like, and it just so happens, the the, the nurse is like, it just so happens that I still have your mom's armband from the hospital right
0: here. Also,
4: right here. (laughs) What
3: is happening? Like, I thought she was about to, like, open her
0: fridge and be like, and here's your dead brother's corpse in a jar. All right. Next, the line of abortion survivors outside her apartment.
3: I get a lot of this. That doctor was really bad. You don't know how bad that doctor was.
0: Hold on. Let me see the jar oh, one more time. Oh, no. This is a different one. Here's yours. Here's yours. All right.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, but so apparently the parents had adopted both her and her brother. Her brother only hung on for 30 days and then died. And the mom apparently just ran out of there right after she had the baby. She she uh, changed her name, changed her identity and everything. But Mary knows who she is. And she just so happens to have her business card. Again, right I think fucking there. Where
0: is all this stuff coming? She's like a video game character just pulling out weapons from inside of herself. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: Oh, this just makes no sense. And then I love this. This is one of my favorite scenes, actually, is that Hannah leaves, goes in the hallway, and we just see this shot of her. It's kind of silhouetted, and she's just crying, and she tears up the card, and she's weeping. And I'm just like, this is not acting. This is the actress crying about this shitty
3: script. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or she was just having the exact same reaction that I had when I realized there were still 45 minutes left at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Oh, so on that realization, I'm going to need a minute to collect myself. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Hannah find the birth mother that tried to abort her? When she does, will it play the Beatrix kiddo revenge theme? How can there possibly (laughs) still be 45 minutes left? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the spectacularly redundant conclusion of October Baby.
2: Doctor, have you figured out what's wrong with me?
0: Well... Perhaps. Now, Hannah, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but in addition to the CAT scan, the MRI, the blood work, and the physical, I also read your diary.
2: You read my what?
0: Uh, yeah, um, your, your diary. Your dad emailed it to me.
3: Yeah, sorry about that. Uh,
2: wait, wait. You transcribed my entire journal in an email?
3: No, no, no. I... I- I photocopied it and then sent it as a PDF. That was much quicker.
2: Why would you do that?
3: Uh, for the um, med- medicine? Yeah, right. I feel like we're getting off track. Anyway, Hannah, based
0: on all those factors, I think I'm ready to offer up a diagnosis. It would seem to me that you're an asthmatic epileptic with terrible metaphors and malignant white privilege. What? Yeah. Now, uh, I-, I think the leukotriene modifiers are keeping your asthma under control. But keep carrying your rescue inhaler anyway. And whatever you do, do not use darkness as an analogy for depression. That's super trite.
2: I don't think this is really your field of expertise.
0: Okay, now I'm going to prescribe some perspective as well. Uh, keep in mind, Somalian kids are fighting hyenas with leprosy to get a meal. And you're whining about some crappy school play in a diary. It seems a little petty.
2: None of this feels appropriate. Okay, now let's talk
0: about those doctor fantasies you described in your June 11th entry. Turn to that one.
2: (laughs) Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Lucinda Lusions, and I'm here on behalf of your significant other to remind you that Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Shoot! Oh, shoot! And this Valentine's Day, we don't want you to crap the bed again. It doesn't matter how much she hates scraping ice off of her car, a heated ice scraper is not... The right gift. But you said you liked it. I was lying because you look sad. And while we're on the subject, neither is a microphone stand for your microphone.
3: Okay, yeah, but you had just said the day before that you needed to buy me one and I was going to save you the trouble of that for Valentine's Day.
2: But this year, Pro Flowers and Sherry's Berries are teaming up to make it easy to really impress your Valentine this year with their perfectly paired collection. So go ahead and think inside the box this Valentine's Day. This really is a one-of-a-kind gift. Your flowers and dipped strawberries will arrive together in a beautiful, specially designed box that will keep your flowers fresh and your berries cold, guaranteed.
3: And maybe you're already online returning a perfectly good scissor sharpener, so you already have your browser open. That would be A
2: scissor sharpener? Because you always say the scissors
3: are too dull.
2: And the best part is, right now, our listeners can save 20% on any one of their perfectly paired combinations. Or any other gift over $29 with our promo code AWFUL. They sent us a sample and I'm happy to say it was equal parts beautiful and delicious. The flowers were fresh and beautifully arranged and the strawberries were a decadent delight.
3: Sure, sure would have been easier to open with super sharp scissors though, huh? <sighs>
2: With ProFlowers, you just pick the delivery date and it's guaranteed. But there's only one way to get 20% off a perfectly paired gift over $29. Featuring beautiful blooms from ProFlowers and freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries. Visit ProFlowers.com today and enter our code AWFUL. That's ProFlowers.com, code AWFUL. Do it today.
3: Are, Are you talking to me now?
2: I'm also talking to you, yes. Got it.
3: And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, she was crying in a hallway, but now she's apparently left that hallway and gone to mope closer to a large body of water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's her safe place.
3: Yeah, I guess. Um, So she holds up the business. Remember, she tore up the business card. Well, now she has taped it back together. Why? Yes. What are you, Amish? Just type the whole fucking <laughs> number <laughs> into your phone. What are you doing? Why would you tape, tape a business card? Take, you had all the pieces. You could just get the like relevant information.
0: <laughs> Nurse Mary walks into the hallway, takes a roll of tape out of her ass. Here you go. You might need this, too. I have lots of useful things.
3: Yeah, so she's sitting there talking with Jason, looking at the taped up business card, starting to think that Dad was right and maybe she shouldn't know the truth. And I'm like, hey, that's the message of all Christian movies, as it turns out. Ugh. And then Jason says, "It's not your fault," <laughs> because he isn't. He's just saying random. I want you to stop crying. Words.
1: And then I love as she's crying, she leans over on his lap, and she's weeping on his lap. And Jason looks over his shoulder out to the body water, and you know this dude is like.
3: Do you think she'll
0: give me a blowjob right now? <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely had that in his head because at that moment, he also pulls her hair away from the camera side of her yes. face. Yes. Like yes. blowjob. <laughs> I was about to have it. But like, this is like the first movie he's ever done that wasn't porn. I know it's not true, but that's what it seemed like. <laughs> oh.
3: All right. So then they have an identical scene at a hotel room later, just to really reinforce this whole boy, they secretly love each other bit. And then she goes to see her birth mother. Now, I want to point out, we we mentioned this already, but the birth mother is a lawyer and a fucking course she is. Yes, of course
1: she is. A baby <laughs> killing female lawyer. Yes. Aren't they all?
3: Oh my God, I couldn't have picked a better fucking <laughs> Christian movie villainous. It- <laughs> She might as well, like, do math at some point for no reason. <laughs> she's evil. Earn as much as a man. Establishing
0: yeah. shot. She's taking a derivative. No reason.
3: So evil. So, okay. So Hannah goes into the office. She's like, hey, I'm here to see Sydney, whatever her name is, whatever the mom's name is. And she's like, oh, she's not in right now. She's like, okay, I need to use your restroom. And she's like, it's right around there. And then she sneaks into Sydney's office.
0: Yeah, they, they really want Hannah to be this like noble outlaw character, but there's no reason. No! For, you can find a birth parent without like dropping into everything on a rope like Mission Impossible. <laughs> there's no reason for that
1: that receptionist, yeah. imagine the garbage she's like, just walk by. It's like, and I go to the bathroom. It's like, really? sure, that gun doesn't go off, right?
3: <laughs> You're going to shower in there, aren't you? Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Okay. All right. Clean up. Um, so yeah, I was expecting another silly mugshot scene after that. Oh, I broke into another place to find my birth mom. But no, she gets to the office and there's this great moment where she like, she sees that there's a kid's drawing, like a two mom drawing. And she has this whole like, that bitch wanted kids, just not me kind of a moment. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where the single white female begins. Right? Oh. It's like We've got more kind of like tension filled, like handheld shots. And I was like, this is where. The movie
0: picks up and Hannah murders her, baby. <laughs> I was I was actually really hoping Hannah would get like super competitive with a toddler for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the right, movie. Right. She's all uh-huh. angry, like she draws a better picture and tapes it over the little kids <laughs> drawing in the office. Uh, Mine goes in the top of the fridge. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Me? I'm just sitting on this pillow. There's no one underneath it struggling. I love you,
3: mom. <laughs> So, okay. So, Sydney comes in and Hannah says, Hey, this is so awkward. I'm your abortion. <laughs> I wanted her to be like,
0: Hello, my name is Hannah. You killed my brother. <laughs> Prepare to die.
1: <laughs> Prepare to die. I prefer to be called a botched piece of tissue. Thank
3: you. <laughs> I am so a- insensitive. What's- So, so, and then, and she's just giving her the whole, I was born at this hospital on this day. And just then Sydney's husband comes in because again, otherwise we'd, (laughs) we'd pass the Bechdel test. Um, so the husband comes in and says, Oh, you know, you're a professional, but I still own you. Right. So come with me. (laughs) It's a really awkward moment. (laughs) I want it so bad for Hannah to just describe the exact
0: situation here. Just be like, husband walking in while you're talking to your botched abortion survivor.
1: While well, the survivor
0: narrates <laughs> deafening well, also, silence. What I love
1: too is like <laughs> the mom acknowledges it. So it's like, there is, that's the thing that makes it so egregious that the dad walks in for me, which is there Hannah has this moment and then like Sydney or whatever her name is, the birth mom is like, Oh my God. And she goes and she says to the receptionist, Stacy, cancel my lunch and hold all my calls. So you're like, holy shit, they're going to have a moment. And then the dad walks in and she's like, oh, you must be the new intern. Goodbye now. I'm a robot. I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah. uh huh.
3: <laughs>
1: she had a whole day planned. And then the dad walked in because that dad's not the lunch. She's not going to cancel lunch. It's the and dad. And the daughter's like, wait. Who?
3: Well, and that's the <laughs> other thing, too, is that if this idiot didn't sneak into her fucking office and instead just waited in the goddamn waiting room, then the, the secretary would be able to say, hey, there's someone here who'd like to see you. And get her in on the schedule. Jesus.
0: So she's like, bargain
3: brand condom,
0: 50 cents. <laughs> Group, Groupon for Planned Parenthood, $75. Awkward silence, priceless. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, she she storms out of there, uh, unloved and, and, and unfulfilled, and she watches the mom and the daughter, Right, like because mom's got the little kid, the birth mom does, and she just like glares at that daughter the same way she was looking at Alana earlier.
1: Yeah, and I, I swear that I saw her mouth to, to the the little girl who's waving. I will abort you.
3: Chops off her arm and mails it to mom. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, mom looks down and suddenly like Hannah's there breastfeeding. Like wait a minute, what? Um, <laughs> so. All right, so now, but now, dad shows up. Now, not, like, adopted dad from earlier shows up. This
1: is a, this is fucked
3: up. The dad shows up. What? Again, let's emphasize one more time. 19-year-old adult woman. And the dad is like, you weren't supposed to go here. You told me you were going to New Orleans. Get in the car. And she does because, you know, Christian. Christian. And then Jason goes to have it out with dad once and for all, except the dad just says, Jason, stop seeing my daughter. And he's like, okay, sir.
1: I'm a total
3: pussy. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, yeah. So we cut to her being all pouty at the airport. Dad says to her, like, after something like this, I don't think you should go to college anymore. I'm not going to pay for your college. Wow. That was fucking harsh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's a weird reaction completely like <laughs> controlling and fucked up and now he's acting like her ex-boyfriend so yeah. this is awkward
0: <laughs> yeah he's gonna cut off her college tuition as a uh, that makes no sense For revenge she being stubborn about daca like what <laughs> the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no i think that we know that education in women is the way that they can like slowly get themselves out of this scenario so that's his control he's like i'm gonna make sure that
0: you don't know
3: yeah, In the world. right. Well, and then, right. But what else would he be saying other than, yeah, you knowing things has not been good for me. He right. Like right. what other message could he possibly be sending? Your birth mom teach you math. I heard she did math. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Taking you to college.
1: That reminds me of that old the Chris Rock joke. And he's like, who taught you octagon? Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, so (laughs) she storms off because, again, that's the only way she can react to things in this film, storming off. He chases her down to complain about how expensive her medical bills were when she was born? Ugh. Why would you – did you think that was going to work?
1: It's just – so now he's the villain, but he's the one that adopted her, so it's like everything is confusing, so I don't – I hate (laughs) them so much free access to abortions, yeah. term
3: abortions, everybody.
1: <laughs> That's the point. See, you wouldn't have to have this horrible conversation. In the satellite lot,
3: Right. Because if you think about it, right? Like the mom in this, in this instance was supposed to have been trying to get this abortion at 24 weeks.
0: Ah, uh, would have been great like, if they ended this movie in act one, the first trimester. Yeah, yeah no
3: shit. Absolutely. So, and then of course she has to drop the whole, I know about my dead brother thing. Dad's all, like, distraught. She says, what was his name? I so wanted it to be Lefty. <laughs> oh, shit. But they went with Jonathan. They went with
1: Jonathan.
3: Anyway, okay. So now Jason heads back to New Orleans to rejoin his buddies. Remember them? They're still in this movie. <sighs> and And just, you know, right when you thought you'd finally escape Truman, basically, he shows back up.
0: Wearing... Ridiculous enormous sunglasses just to be an asshole. Just to be like, oh, these? Yeah. These? We would talk about? Might as well have a cane and a monocle. It's just like a clear (laughs) attention, affectation. Looks so he looks like Ron Weasley after he blew his audition for breakfast at Tiffany's. (laughs) Hate
3: him. (laughs) Yeah. And and then, of course, you have to have Alana come in to be a bitch one more time. Like she tries to apologize for hanging up on him when he was in jail. And he's like, I don't want to hear that bullshit. I'm going home. And like, I guess she got what was coming to her now. Huh. And then we have like we have the like J- Jason and, and Hannah both being sad montage where in which Jason calls her dad to ask for permission to see her again. And and they and that's, like, to them, not at all fucked up. That's just like, oh, he's doing the proper thing. Look at that.
1: Well, did you, I mean, I knew that that was the proper thing because I listened to the words of the song that went over the montage. <laughs> oh, I really? it was. It isn't easy. It isn't clear. You don't need Jesus
3: until you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so intentionally blocked out the lyrics to all of these songs. I'm sure they were amazing. And that's the thing, too, that you have to as we're explaining this, you have to imagine that there's just Christian guitar guy at the party crooning at you constantly through this thing. Right. Yes. Everything's a minor chord through the entire fucking movie. Yeah. And OK, now we are an hour and 17 minutes into this film and they decide to have a reason for mom to exist for a minute.
0: Just Just barely.
3: Almost, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) mom would like to come in now and have a mother-daughter moment to explain all the lies and deceit. And the movie gets way fucking weirder here for me. Right. So mom explains that she was going to have twins too. She was pregnant, but then God aborted her twins. It's okay when God does it. And so mom started volunteering at a pregnancy crisis center. Ugh. For those people that are unaware. It's not what like, it sounds. No, no. Nope. No. A pregnancy crisis center is a, is a, is a institution that you find down in the American South that pretends to be an abortion clinic. So w- women will come in either looking for abortion services or for neonatal services, and then they'll use it to try to evangelize to them and tell them about the really? evils of abortion.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't know that.
3: That's what a pregnancy crisis center is.
1: I keep going to those. That's why I have to get- <laughs> Uh, why is my Yelp search so
3: bad (laughs) alright and then but then it gets even fucking winter so then mom prays to god so that she can have babies so god decides to have a doctor fuck up an abortion of twins but only partly Right? Because he still kills the brother, uh, but it makes him a couple months worth of viable like God is not very good at planning, right? Like, so God's God's <laughs> like listen to this prayer, he's like, Oh, you didn't want me to kill those babies in you? Shit. Jesus, are you telling me at the wrong time? Fuck, I've got uh uh, you know, like, okay, way to go, omnipotent guy. Great. Like, how many more things can they pile on these tragic, ridiculous
0: things? They have twenty minutes left. Like, you're going to find a test tube full of cum on the side of the road that looks injured, and they're going to take it in and nurse it back to health. Fucking also, stupid. Also, I love the
1: idea that, like, if God is sitting on a little cloud up there, and he's, like, completely, like, lost, he was, like, on his iPhone, lost track of time, fucked up her babies, and then some, like, hilarious angel was like, hey, why don't you post on a job board babies up for adoption? And God's like, a job board? That is sketchy as fuck. And the angel's like, no, no, no. Trust. Me. <laughs> so she goes to a fucking job board, and it says, "You want some babies?" Yeah, She's like, "Hey, guy, that's gonna later be in like more Christian TV shows. What do you think?" And he's like, "Yes, let's do it."
3: Yeah, the no, but it was board. a it was a good deal because if you <laughs> bought one baby, you got another one half off. There you go. <laughs> that was a missing arm joke. I just it, it like we'll slow that down. All right, <laughs> so now Hannah has decided. Oh my fucking god that she, in order to find her roots now, has to go to the cathedral where her mother prayed her into existence. <laughs> I really wanted her to break into the cathedral through the air ducts for
4: no yeah, reason. Right. I, <laughs>
3: she
0: just falls into the priest's office. <laughs> uh, she, she just walks in.
3: So, yeah, so, well, she just walks in. We watch her walk to the cathedral for eight minutes first. Because that would have been confusing
0: as fuck, otherwise. And she was
3: just suddenly there, um, she
0: writes herself a note. I'm going to go to the cathedral.
1: What I love about this, though, is that there is a Christian joke in there that I didn't get. But then the two characters laughed. And I was like, oh, I guess that's funny. Which is she sits in there and the priest is like, it's closing time. Church has got to close up for the night. And she's like, oh, um, I'm Baptist. And then they're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, what? But like, OK, like I just didn't like know how to do it or something. I'm like,
3: oh God! <laughs> yeah, well, that, 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 at that point, you're just fucking with the priest, right? It's like when you go into the restaurant just as they're closing. Right. And they and they're like, mm, we were just about to close and we can't technically ask you to leave since we're not quite closed yet. And then you go, oh, it's OK. I wasn't going to order anything. That's what it was like. Right. Because this yeah. is very clearly a Catholic church. And she's like, yeah, I'm not even your fucking religion. And you're still yeah, going to yeah. miss the first quarter, aren't you?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the priest really wanted to. He's like, man, I closed out all my checks. I'm not. <laughs> God, he starts like picking up entire pews and flipping them over onto the stage. <laughs> like,
3: no, no, we're.
0: Sorry, lady. We're done for the
3: night. But yeah, but instead he smiles and sits down and he's like, well, what can I do for you? And she's like, let me summarize everything that's happened in this film, leaving nothing out. This is what I call the dude wears my car recap.
1: Right. Assuming that all of our viewers are high every 20 minutes, they're like,
3: dude, where's my car? It's like, all right,
1: this is what we learned so far from viewers (laughs) that are high.
3: (laughs) Like at a certain point, I'm like, oh, my God, are you going to tell him about the turtle beach thing? I mean, you feel like you've left (laughs) out some important shit um and also through this whole thing she has this long monologue to give right now which is again just a plot summary up to this point and she just seems to try to like random facial expressions here and there and again i can't say that's because she's a bad actress because the lines are so bad you can't imagine you could put barbara streisand and she'd pretty much be doing the same thing right <laughs> anyway so the priest hears all of this and he goes well that seems like a super no-brainer conflict huh not not the kind of thing you could fill an hour and forty eight minutes with a where the movie with is it? You should just forgive your aborted mom, birth mother, and love your adopted parents, huh? And she's like, yeah, I guess that's pretty much that's pretty much it, huh? So mm. like turn the other cheek? You mean like let myself
0: get aborted? Well, no, I mean okay, that's just not. It's, I feel like you're misinterpreting.
3: <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he tells her to let it go because religion at its best can't do any better than an average Disney song. And then just as she's about to leave, she goes, or he stops her and he goes, "Hey, Hannah, live your life to the fullest. You're you owe it to your armless birth defect brother." <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I wanted a big montage of her doing stuff with two arms that makes no sense, just like <laughs> eating with one chopstick in each hand for no reason. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> jumping in on the drums with Def Leppard and playing a- <laughs> on I
1: love that idea I love the idea of her and then she's like trying to get super empathetic and so she like ties her hand behind <laughs> her back and she just has one arm and she's like trying to she's at a show trying to clap and she's like oh, <laughs> <try> to-
3: <laughs> smacking herself in the face yeah and then there's still 20 minutes left Jesus so she wakes up the next morning there are crumbled pieces of paper all over her bed, almost like she's been. Um, I actually don't know what a woman could be doing that would make a bed look like that. To be to be perfectly honest with you, oh, but my so dad though needs to apologize for all the overreacting and pulling her out of college for wanting to meet her birth mother stuff. Yeah,
0: so dad's gonna take her on a father daughter abortion survivor revenge vacation so, <laughs> <creepy>. together. <laughs> it's- Now, this moment needed a montage, like they go on a shopping spree and like they're walking down the street with like shopping bags full of weapons, some wham, the idea that like at some
1: point she's like, dad, I've always got a baby Jonathan and baby Jesus just sitting on my shoulders. Who's that? It's baby Jesus on my shoulder.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so he bought her a plane ticket to go back to Mobile, Alabama uh, but before they do that, he'd like to make the movie even longer with a diversion. So we go to the cemetery to see the brother's tombstone. <laughs> so the stupid. whole time
1: he had a fucking grave, these parents are monsters.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> and one of the lines is We truly believed that God would heal him, but nope. Nope. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a problem of evil however (laughs) this scene is over yeah right the writer (laughs) in this movie had
3: so many like sentences that they just gave up on midway through right they're like yeah i know that wouldn't (laughs) seem like it would make much sense all right then yeah yeah so um, okay but also he says like the doctor said there wasn't much brain activity but we believe god would heal our brain dead baby no it doesn't fucking work like that if there's no brain activity you're just wasting fucking medical resources on a lump of flesh right (laughs) if it's not thinking there's not much there to save
1: and also you know there's obviously like you know in my family there's christian scientists in my family and they very much believe that like through prayer it can affect the body and they're They can believe that as much as they want. Unfortunately, we have medical evidence in my family that that does not work. (laughs) And So it's like over and over again. This is just like, God, believe in science. Why are we still having this conversation? How is this possible? (laughs) The lesson is when you don't trust God, you lie and deceive and you're controlling and you just are aborting fucking everything that's in there. (laughs)
4: Well, and
3: also, why would they bring that kind of shit up in their own fucking movie? It's their movie. Because oh, it could be like, yeah, the baby, we they didn't think there was any chance that we could, it would survive. So we prayed to God, and it did. Right? It's your fucking movie. Ugh. This is not a true story. Anyway. Wanted <laughs> a little
0: well, arm to they- shoot out of the ground here? That would
3: have been a good. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been excellent. They could have saved the movie right there. But then – so she forgives dad. She's over it. So am I. Can we just watch the credits then? No. Fuck us. Uh, Because now she has to go back and see abortion mom. So we see her and dad outside, and dad's like, do you want me to go in with you? And she's like, no. This is something I need to do alone. But she just leaves a note. (laughs) Like –
0: Dear Mom Who Tried to Kill Me, I Forgive You. It's so passive-aggressive. Yeah, hate right? It. Such
3: I'm 100% team horribly.
0: abortion mom at this point. Yes. Absolutely. Yes.
3: Yes. Like, like, honestly, like, what was the point for this woman, right? Like, is, is, is other than, like, the ghost of Jacob Marley or whatever, like, what, what purpose does it serve to even have this woman in this movie? Or what, like, um, what is she supposed to, what moral is she supposed to pull from all of this?
1: Okay. Right? So for me, the viewer, I'm watching this. And it's like, for me, the the guys that wrote it are like, oh, so she's the evil one because she went, she aborted this. She caused all, the mom caused mm-hmm. all this pain in Hannah's life. And then Hannah's the one that's the bigger person, turn the other cheek. Right. And it's like, I forgive you. So now this mom, who's this monster is like, look, she's just a human being. Human beings are going to be human beings. Now she can forgive herself. And it's like,
3: yeah, but it's like only unnecessary. Well, right, because 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 the, the, the thing that mom is is saying is like, man, should I got a better abortion, right, or something like that? You know, like, or, or are they saying that this mother would have been way better off if the world had one fewer lawyer and one more t- pregnant teenager that had to drop out of school? Is that that what they're saying?
1: One fewer lawyer. One fewer lawyer.
3: Well, that's probably true, actually. Yeah, (laughs) that actually probably is true.
1: Um, And then I love, she goes, she clicks the button, she goes, Stacy, like, as an attempt to clear her calendar, like, I don't think she does work. Like, anything that comes up, like, Stacy, I need you to cancel lunch. It's like, uh, you just got here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they've changed the Facebook layout again. I'm going to need a minute. All right.
0: (laughs) Did you let anybody in with a Hanzo sword? (laughs) Because I could swear somebody just chopped my arm off with a Hanzo sword. All right. You're really bad at your job, Stacy.
3: So now they leave, and that's not the end of the goddamn fucking movie, because Dad has to forgive Jason now. Right? So we get this scene where... The dad calls Jason and says, hey, I think my daughter told me that you laid on the floor and jerked off under the blankets quietly when you spent the night <laughs> with her. So as very gentlemanly of you, I want you to ask my daughter out now. <laughs> yeah. I'd like
0: you to continue not fucking my daughter. But, you know, as her boyfriend. Not <laughs> yeah, yeah her
3: right. right. Would you do that? Me? And he's like, great. Yes, I would like that. <laughs> yeah. So he calls and asks her out and she apparently didn't see that coming at all. And then the movie doesn't end there. Why wouldn't it just end there? Yeah.
1: <gasps> it doesn't end there because Jason needs to start his relationship with Hannah with a fucking lie because all of her life is a fucking <laughs> lie. He said, Oh, we're going to go to dinner. So he makes her dress up and go to dinner and they don't fucking go to dinner.
3: Yeah. right. Steady he aborts her. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, instead he takes her to the theater where the whole movie started. And he's like, I thought you should finish the play from the beginning. And she's like, why would you think that? And he's because this the is the play. This, this is the end. Yeah, they were in the opening <laughs> scene. It's like three hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to finish the three hour play. If we got to watch the entire three, hour, like that would actually been kind of funny.
3: Okay. And I have to point out again, this is how bad the play within the fucking movie is. At one of her lines is you can dispense with the pleasantries a bit trifle don't you think <laughs> I want to know what they think trifle means I want to know what word they were going for or what they think they just said they're so fucking bad
0: it's like a parfait dessert
1: <laughs> you know what, you know what this is like this is like he's like you know this is such a good idea i'll take you back down to ground zero
3: it's like you survived a (laughs) 9-11 won't you come back and reenact it (laughs) this is where your abortion adventure began (laughs) all right and of course you can tell they're in love at this point by all the lens flare they have I either I'm in love levels or I'm on Star Trek levels of lens flare. And then we cut to a baby. This is a superfluous baby. This baby has nothing to do with this goddamn movie. There's just now a baby in it. Whose baby was it? It was the cop, the cop that met her earlier and said he had three kids and another one on the way. That was his wife's baby. Oh, Sergeant oh.
1: Dots. It was Sergeant Dots' fourth baby, and the greatest reveal yes. is that Whitley from a different world is now back to being a nurse,
3: but oh, now one of those nurses right. that helps babies stay alive. Yes. Oh, tied up the shit out of that, loop, then. <laughs> <Didn't> <laughs> they, then you would Good. think the movie could end there. Wouldn't you? No. <laughs> no. Oh, we also we also see that um, abortion mom has now told her husband that she's of the devil. He's forgiven her. And we also see that Hannah doesn't need her silly old journal anymore. Her suicidal tendencies are under control with Jesus. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh. This is the last scene, right? Where she's saying goodbye to her dad? Yeah, but right? There's still
0: another
3: <laughs> fucking scene. There's another scene. There's
1: yeah, another scene. She's gone off to college. She's hugging dad, but all of the dialogue she's with Jason is directed to her father. It's like the mom doesn't even <laughs> exist. Everything must go through
3: dad. Yeah, no, you expected her to say at some point, also, dad, tell mom I love her too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, okay. And, and also the hug thing is so fucking weird because she hugs dad. She starts to walk away. But then she runs back to hug him again because they're like, you know, at the movies when they do the running hug thing, let's do that. Walk 10 paces away so you can run back and hug me again. What?
1: Yeah, he just like (laughs) slips her the tongue.
3: (laughs) They run off a
0: dock together that's there for no reason.
3: Yeah, right hand in hand. (laughs) So yeah, so she says, thanks for not aborting me like evil mom did. It's so nice that you actually wanted me.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Just because you didn't get aborted doesn't mean your parents want you. I just want to be very clear <laughs> to everybody that that's important not to realize. Not usually exclusive type shit. Most parents also, do not.
1: They're making college seem like such a super traumatic experience. It's like well, this, she's already been away at college. I think it kind of seems like it's like she's like a commuter student. Like, I don't know what the big deal is
3: yes (laughs) yeah right right exactly she's going into her second semester of like a suitcase college yeah (laughs) so okay and then it fucking ends it finally fucking ends it's over again some things just shouldn't be brought to term but obviously i feel like we can all agree this movie deserves a sequel (laughs) and the writer's gonna need some fucking help obviously yes obviously so uh any predictions from y'all as to what dark secrets mom and dad will admit to in part two
1: Mm. Um, I think that Hannah finds out she's actually a replicant, <laughs> and that all of her memories are fabricated by her father, who's the scientist. All right. And it could get even more <laughs> fucked up. And the, the scientist, when she's he like controls her when she sleeps, he just like fucks her scout. <laughs>
0: how far you want to
3: go? What the fuck? That. Because she's Shmeelai Because she's Shmeelai Shmosnick. God damn it. What else would she I say? want
0: to fuck a child replicant. <laughs> God. Um,
1: Only it's the next logical step.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to say that uh, mom got sexually assaulted by the literal alien from Alien, and she's keeping the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the origin
3: of Alien. All xenomorphs matter. We <laughs> <You> got it. <laughs>
2: I feel
1: like
3: we're right on the same page. Yeah, those are not mutually exclusive films. Those could both happen together. All one (laughs) universe. All right. Well, Meg, I can't uh, thank you enough for hanging out with us again. It's been an absolute blast. If our listeners want to hear some more from you or see some more of you, where should they go? Uh,
1: So I have a web series coming out, and it's called SCOTUS in the City. And it is uh, Sex (laughs) in the City meets the West Wing meets Golden Girls about the adventures of the female Supreme Court justices. Oh, okay. Uh, You're Ruth Bader Bader Ginsburg, right? Yes. Awesome. Um, Yes. And that is going to launch end of February, beginning of March. Um, And that's going to be on my YouTube page, but it'll be linked to my website, megandersoncomedy.com.
3: Awesome. Awesome. And of course, we'll share that on Twitter and everything as soon as it's available as well. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, do all of that stuff. And well, that's going to do it for our review of October, baby, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to prepare for Eli's triumphal return. So Heath, tell us what's on deck. The Sobbing Stone.
0: It uh, appears to be a horror movie. Sci-fi
3: horror. A sci-fi
0: horror movie about a small rock that makes crying noises. Therefore, (laughs) something? (laughs) Jesus. I don't know. That's really the entire plot of the movie based on the trailer I saw. No idea.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's it, it it never ends. It never ends. So with that to look forward to, we're gonna bring episode one twenty eight to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Meg for hanging out with us today, and an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at Patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, the Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed and the Skeptic available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email Email movies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Clothes.
0: Hannah found out the next day that she got pregnant on the hotel lobby couch when Jason had a wet dream.
3: They took care of it. the nurse slept well for the first time in two decades having nearly forgotten the comfort of not having that business card in her ass
1: (laughs) (laughs) hannah went to college decided to become an ardent pro choice advocate fighting for better access to abortions changed her name to elizabeth (laughs)
3: warren and became the first female (laughs) president (laughs) so heavy I like Meg's.
0: Oh, you got better internet than Eli. Yes, nice, you do. Smaller delay than normal. Oh, by,
1: really?
0: By a we good must- a good twentieth uh, of a second. I'm I'm pretty excited. <laughs>
1: Well, here's what's funny is that we were paying the like super duper souped up internet from Spectrum. And then the guy came in and he's like, you have shitty internet and they're charging you for service that you physically can't receive. And I was like, holy shit. So we have shitty internet and it's better than Eli's. (laughs) Oh, wow.
3: And Eli is definitely paying more for for it than you. And I just say that because not... It's not a reflection. Of, like, if there's a more that you can pay, Eli pays that.
0: Oh, Eli pays yeah. Apple. They don't even give him the Internet. He just pays him extra because he wants to. <laughs> yeah,
3: he sends the monthly e- Eli, check. Pay-
1: Eli pays Apple and he has a Metro PCS.
3: <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. He sends a tip along with the bill. Um, yeah
1: <laughs> that guy am i right that guy
3: <laughs> yeah you're you're about to discover he's where all the energy comes from so, so that's oh you god. today it. yeah
1: no, <laughs> you guys are funny oh god here we go i was trying to say as outrageous things as i can but i was like oh god Not, no one can be as outrageous as them so if i can like be a nice like <laughs> consolation prize that's fine that, <laughs> that,
3: that sounds good to me
1: got it okay Awesome. Thank you. Sorry. I have the attention span of a millennial and the tech skills of a baby boomer. (laughs) Awesome.
3: Appreciate the warning. All right. Here we go. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.